You're listening to the Wise Women Podcast, Season 2, Episode 61. I'm your host, Alicia Wilfert, founder of Yoke and Abundance, a creative leadership coaching business. This podcast is designed to inspire by introducing you to creative women living abundantly. In today's episode, I'm sharing my conversation with business owner, entrepreneur, and creative Lacey Grimm. Welcome back, Yoke and Abundance listeners. We took a break last week because we were in the middle of something big. I was putting together a huge, very free online summit where I interviewed 20 women on creativity, what it means to them, their personal creative rituals, what they do when they get stuck, and how they use creativity to access their own inner wise woman. Actually, we are probably about halfway through by the time you listen to this, Um, but you can still sign up if you want to catch the last few interviews in this summit. You can sign up at www.reclaimingcreativitysummit.com. Now, today I have my friend Lacey Grimm on the podcast, who is an excellent coach successful businesswoman and creator of a concept called The Four C's, which we'll be talking about on today's podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. This week's sponsor is Triad Local First, a nonprofit membership-based organization in Greensboro, North Carolina with members throughout the Triad. Triad Local First members include independent, locally owned retail shops, real estate agents, insurance brokers, marketing and advertising firms, accountants, dentists, restaurants, farmers, breweries, and more. TLF's mission is a commitment to building a strong local economy and a vibrant, unique community. For more information on how to support local independent businesses throughout the year, visit www.triadlocalfirst.com. Lacey Grimm, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I couldn't be more excited. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I am wondering if you can tell the listeners a little bit about your background, who you are, what keeps you busy. Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, I'm a mom of four. Um, We live on a small homestead in southern Guilford County. Um, So, you know, playing with them, we homeschool too. So teaching them, um, that's probably what consumes most of my time, hanging out at home, doing the homey things. Really Um, cool homey things. I like to think so. (laughs) I mean, you've got sheep and um, chickens and... A great Pyrenees. Yeah. yeah, a couple of those actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, we have fun. We we have the fortune of not doing it as a living, you know. Farming as a living is a very um, trying business. So we're fortunate we don't have to make a living and we really just do it for the exploration, the adventure of it all. So um, we get to learn and have fun and, and there's a lot of um, payoff in doing that too. A lot of, um, I don't know, goodness that comes from that that we don't necessarily plan, but... And also hardship. It's still hard when animals die, whether you're doing it for a living or not. But yeah. we learn a lot from all of those experiences. So yeah, that's what my the majority of my life looks like. Um, I also own uh, my own business. I started my business um, helping people with essential oils and teaching them how to change their lives and health with those products. So um, that takes up the other probably 50% of my time. 
So, yeah. Schoolhouse oils, right? That's right. Yes. Yes, I love it. And I love your schoolhouse logo. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's too. so cute. Yeah, a friend of mine did that. I'm very happy with it, but yeah. You know, I think that a lot of people don't understand maybe like the full benefits of oils. Mm. I'm wondering if you could just share a little bit about like how you got into it and why you think they're so powerful. Oh, sure. Okay. So, um, We've been using oils probably since I, since I first had babies, just because they would pop up in the health food store and and you know things like eucalyptus for for coughs and uh, things like that. We were always trying to kind of get to the natural form of things, and there are a lot of products out there that are based on essential oils but aren't really essential oils, like um, Vicks Vapor Rub. You know, most women and moms know about that product, right? But um, it's not natural anymore. So I would just try to take a few steps back and get back to that natural piece. Um, and then when I was introduced to the company that I work with now, um, I was just kind of blown away in terms of what they could actually do. So I was a real skeptic at first because I had some not so exciting experiences. Um, wasn't that impressed, actually thought, you know, these are not really working and put them on a, on a back shelf. And so when I, and I bought the new oils, uh, from the company I use now and was just blown away. I really did it as a favor. Uh, for my friend and and then use them and they worked every single time. So um, they changed my life as a mom because I now had tools that were safe and easy. And I also had the education that goes with that made it possible for me to know what to use, when to use it, how to use it, what was safe, what wasn't safe, that kind of thing. Um, but we've been really, um, over the course of our lives together, Drew and I have just been obsessed with nature. We kind of fell in love on the Appalachian Trail. Um, and nature's just always been sort of the thing that kind of pulls us together. You know, when we need a moment of, of stress relief or whatever, we turn to something in nature and I, hence the homestead, I guess. Um, but plants are really, really powerful and, yeah. and the oils make it real easy to understand them. I explored a lot of herbalism, um, when I first had kids, I would read all the books I could find and we would make tinctures and we would, um, make teas, all kinds of things that tasted terrible and we didn't really want to use, but we had them just in case. Um, so when the oils came in, it was just like, oh, this is easier. I don't have to taste it if I don't want to. I don't have to um, drink it if I don't want to. I can just smell it. I can just put it on my feet and, and reap the benefits in a powerful way. So um, I love that. I love how easy they are for people who aren't, you know, really into maybe herbalism yeah. or even all that much natural stuff. It's yeah. just an easy entry point. So. I just, I, I think about how much I, I wouldn't have even necessarily thought of myself as like an oils person, but like I use them a lot to yeah. actually, when I think about it, like yeah. lavender essential oils, every time I teach a yoga class, when mm. um, my students are in Shavasana, I just come over, you know, I put oh, it on my hands yeah. and then beautiful. wave my hands over their nose. Or like, if I feel like maybe there's a tickle in my throat, I'll throw some oregano in my, um, diffuser. Oh, nice. And yeah. um if I'm really stressed out, I will take a shower and I will drop droplets of eucalyptus mm. in the shower, just yeah. things to help. And so it's just amazing that in addition to having really great benefits, it's such a nice way to just like treat yourself. Oh my goodness, yeah. It's like pampering yourself. Yeah, for sure with medicine. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice instead of it being like a spoonful of sugar, you don't need the sugar anymore. It's fun to use these usually. Um, what I noticed too is, or what I noticed quickly is that most of the products that I was using, like cleaning products and hair care products and all of those things, facial products all had 
some, maybe it wasn't an actual essential oil, but a, a copy, maybe like a synthetic version of um, uh, the essential oils in them. And so it was like, oh, look, I can make laundry soap. This is really easy and it's clean and safe for my family and, um, and kind of fun and very cheap too. Yeah. So um, there's just all these like layers to it. It's like getting back to the very fundamental kind of um, basics of ingredients Absolutely. for things we do at home. So Lacey, what's a project that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Oh, okay. So we, um, we bought this little house that was at the end of our driveway, um, in the, the winter of last year. And it was, it's a forties style farmhouse. It was built from wood off the land. And, um, I just kind of fall in love with it. It's very tiny. It's like 800 square feet maybe. Um, but it's, and it, and it's a disaster. So it's, um, we've had to gut it completely. Um, and I mean, it's right now it's at its very bare bones, no windows, no siding in parts. And, um, so it's just a shell of something right now, but we are really excited because the name schoolhouse oils and our farm schoolhouse farm, um, Drew and I just always been patient, um, passionate about learning education, anything new. We're just very curious. Um, we love working with our hands. We love trying new crafts. We love um, teaching people about gardening and learning about gardening, all those things. Um, so this, this, this little house we're turning into the schoolhouse, which um, will be a place where we can host classes. We can bring in um, outside experts on different things, um, have a really community-based kind of event place where it's all about connecting people to each other and also to what they can do that maybe they lost sight of. So, and of course, natural wellness and, and the oils will be part of that as well. But Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I know. Me too. There's gonna be, and, and I know you already do classes. Like We do. Yeah. Macrame. Yeah. Yes. And, um, yeah. So anything that painting. I can get somebody, yes, we've had some painting classes, anything I can get somebody to come out and, and gather a small group of people together to do. We've done some barn quilting, quilting classes, paint classes, um, what else have we done? Macrame. We did some landscape painting classes, um, workshops. We've made soap. There's lots of things that we've done that we really love and want to do more of um, and feel like people in the community are really excited about those things. Kind yeah. of getting back to the the roots of, you know, what did we used to do? Those crafts and kinds of, those kinds of things. I, I think of in my mind, I have this vision of like a quilting bee and the magic that, that would happen between the women that are participating in that um, and how we don't really have a space for that anymore. Um, it's not a necessity, you know, the quilting right. is done alone now on a machine and, um, everybody's very independent. And, and so I really love the idea of coming together and creating together and, and opening that place where it's almost like therapy. You know, a lot of uh, my oil classes, people will come all the time, even though they've heard the class a thousand times, because when we're together, um, and learning together, it's just something that happens and, you know, you can't force it, but you also can't, replicate it anywhere else. Yeah. It's alone. amazing how much we're all craving like yes. really deep, intimate community and connections. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much, I, I picked up a time magazine the other day that was all about, um, anxiety and stress and how people are struggling now more than ever. And talking about specific people who've committed suicide or just, you know, under the radar or celebrities or, you know, just what an epidemic it has become. And they really have identified that a lot of that has to do from, even though we're so connected in social media world, we're not connected, you know, knee to knee or in person in a way that's, um, that's scratching this really important part of our soul. So, um, so yeah, I just, I really feel like it's time for us to kind of 
fill a niche there. So anyway. Absolutely. And I, I want to kind of circle back to something that you were talking about, about the, the quilting and the coming together, yeah. because um, Monica Barnett, who's been on the show a few episodes back, maybe 10 episodes, somewhere in the last 10 episodes, she took the radical sabbatical in Italy. And oh, yeah. she um, she is definitely a design seamstress. And um, she does things like sewing classes with mm. folks, right? And so mm-hmm. she just moved to Europe indefinitely. Oh, and wow. before she left, she... Um, she said, hey, Alicia, I have the sewing machine. It's a really cheap entry level. I would take it to people's houses to, to give sewing lessons. Mm-hmm. How about I come over and give you a lesson and you hang on to it for me while I'm Aww. gone? That way I know someone will be using it. Mm-hmm. And so she came over and she taught me how to make a bag and that's really great. And then like I just am the type of person that once like I get into something, I really get into it. And so then I found these really cute overalls online and I was like, I have to make those. And so all of a sudden it's turned into this project, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, I got the the pattern online from this woman. I think it's called Helen underscore closet. If you're looking for her on Instagram, I think it's at Helen underscore closet, Mm -hmm. Helen's closet. And I, I downloaded this and then you have to like tape it together. You have to tape the pattern together to like cut it out. It's like a, it's a puzzle. It's, it's totally a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, this is way above my skill level. But I remembered that my neighbor across, across the street, Caddy Corner, um, mm-hmm. she's uh, a little bit, she's older than I am by actually quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, but I was like, oh, I think she went to she design help. school. I yes. think she can help me. So it's funny, even though we have, it, it's like they are solitary things. There's certain mm-hmm. um, skills that they still, there's no substitute for like that teacher, having oh, a teacher yeah. show Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. No, I love that so much. So what you're talking about totally made me think about that. And and I think that that's part of why I'm so drawn to you is you are such a creative spirit and mm-hmm. you very much like me, like, like, okay, let's dive into this creative Figure project. This out. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I, yeah, I kind of, I think, um, one of my favorite things is starting before I really know what I'm doing, um, and figuring it out as I go. That's, that's definitely, I mean, that's the story of our homestead. (laughs) That's the story of our homeschooling. It's really the story of my, every choice I make is not fully threshed out before I really know where I'm going with it. But, um, but that's really, um, fulfilling for me to figure it out as I go. Yeah. the process maybe a little bit. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not always good at it, but it is where I thrive. So, and I also love encouraging people to do the same because I think so many times I run into people who say, oh, I can't draw or I can't sing or I can't do that or I'm not artistic. And it breaks my heart a little bit because I, I know that what that means is they were never nurtured in those areas. Mm. Um, and so my goal is to really inspire people to just nurture that side of themselves and find somebody who's going to teach them how to draw because the only way that you become a good drawer is by doing it over and over and, and over, over and again. over and over. Yeah. So, and making yeah. shitty drawings making sometimes. terrible, terrible things yeah. <laughs> over and over again over until over. they get better. <laughs> yeah. We hear that all the time in self-development like programs. You've got to fail to move forward. And, and we, we tend to drop the ball in certain aspects of like, oh, well, that's not my thing. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe you're not loving it, but um, it's funny when you push through something until it becomes a skill, how, oh, look, I am good at this or I do love this or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So one of, 
I mean, creativity and the creativity you embody and work with is certainly something I love about you. But what I didn't realize that since I've gotten to know you more is in your oil business, a lot of what you're where what you do is actually really profound and strategic coaching with mm. the folks that you work with. And so I've had a chance to, you know, watch a lot of your videos and see yeah. your Facebook lives and just realize like how skilled you are Aww. at the coaching. And you and I just did um, a 60 day challenge with your folks. Yes. And um, which was brilliant, by the way, it was so fun. <laughs> and you talk about the four C's. I'm wondering if you can share with oh, the listeners yes. what the four C's are yes. and um, maybe some ways that they can work on the four C's. Oh, okay. All right. So this is actually, I'm like, I, I just love, I love the four C's. I love that this came to me and, and has become something that I can just share with people. And I feel like it's very valuable. And so hopefully you'll find value in it too. But, um, we've sort of had in our industry, this idea that, um, that in order to find somebody who is going to, um, take the ball and sort of run with it, they have to be both committed and capable. And I was noticing that there seemed to be something like, oh, they would get a little ways and then that ball would fall. And what was the difference between people who were taking the ball all the way and finding success the way that they wanted to and, and also enjoying themselves along the way versus people who just kept kind of dropping that ball and, and not finding um, the breakthroughs that they wanted to find. And what I see is that the people who are super successful have this ability to take what they're doing and apply their own abilities and their own passions to it in a creative way. So the third C is creative. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're artistic or anything like that. They just get really good at sort of adapting what they're doing in a new way so that they are both excited about it, but it brings in this enthusiasm that, that other people can feel. Um, and then the fourth C is confidence. Um, you can't replace confidence. And, and you might think, oh, capable and confident are the same thing. They're really not. I know a lot of people have skills, but when they talk to you, you would never know that they have those skills because they don't represent themselves effectively. And so the confidence piece is just really about being able to, um, to say, yeah, I got this. And yes. if I don't know it right now, I'll figure it out and, and just kind of carry yourself in a way that's um, that makes people feel like, you know, what you're talking about. Actually, um, I'm going to forget her name right now, but she said this and I've shared it with people before. Um, you've had her on the podcast and she was on a wise woman's panel and you'll know who I'm talking about probably when I say it. But, uh, if you lack confidence, then people will think you have no competence. Yes. Ivy said it's that. Ivy. And I yes. know that my sister's name is Ivy. <laughs> I knew that. So, and I just think that that's so important to remember that it's true. If you don't have a confidence and what you're doing, then people are not going to come to you for answers and solutions. And so confidence is, is number four for sure. Yeah. So yeah, ways to build those things. I mean, commitment. I mean, one of the first things is say it out loud and tell your, your people, like, this is what I'm doing and let them hold you accountable. I think so many times in this society, we're like this independently focused and like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But we need to let other people know what are we doing and why are we doing it? And then let them also call us out when we're not doing those things. Yeah. Um, capable, learn skills, constantly search, you know, this day and age, you can get any education you want, right? Online, totally for free. Um, and there are tons of really amazing resources that are worth investing into. Um, but it's just a matter of training when it comes to capable, you can learn whatever it is you want to learn as long as you want to learn it. Right. Um, creative that's stretch yourself. 
join Alicia's or Alicia's sorry you're good <laughs> join Alicia's um creativity summit that's happening like, right now yeah <laughs> it'll be too late you can go back no no they'll still have a few they'll still have you okay cool um but really stretch yourself try a new skill I mean everybody generally has something in the back of their mind that they're like oh I, I always wanted to try that and they just haven't done it yet just try it do it buy the materials go to Hobby Lobby or uh, Michael's and just pick out a new thing that's just going to stretch you in a new way yeah try try sewing a pair of overalls that are above your skill level (laughs) do it oh my goodness overalls is big and also I think um trust that process I actually I I did this recently too where I printed off and it is it's like oh my goodness what am I doing here um and one of the things that I read from the person I bought the pattern from was that when you're doing this, know that it's self-care. Know that the failures are not the end result. The end result is the process. And um, you may have to use your seam ripper a lot <laughs> and and use it more than you use the sewing machine. But enjoy that that failing and that trying again and that figuring it out process. You just reminded me I should have bought a seam ripper. <laughs> I, I, mine's broken and I keep thinking <laughs> I need a new seam ripper, but I was so mad one time I just destroyed it. But anyway, um, but so creative creativity is just, and I actually really would encourage you um, to do less of that online and do more of it in person. There are so many great outlets um, in our area. We have a community downtown Greensboro. They have the Cultural Arts Center has lots of classes you can take. Um, it's such an important way to um, to make yourself a little bit vulnerable. Learning something new with a group of people is just really magical. Yeah. So I would encourage that for sure. And I just want to like highlight what you just said. Like it is a little vulnerable. Yeah. It is like when you're doing something that you are not, that is not a natural skill for you. It doesn't yeah. feel natural. Yeah. You've never done it before Yeah, and you're doing it with others. It's vulnerable and it it's is. scary, but you're right. It does stretch you and grow you. Yes. And it builds your community, which is so, so, so nice. And once you do it, it helps build your confidence yes, too. So it's exactly. like you hit a couple yes. of seasons there. Yeah. And so creativity actually is before confidence for that very same, very specific reason, because when you um, when you, even if you fail at something over and over and over again, you realize, oh, look, but I did do something, you know, my hands did make something, they are capable of something. And that's really important. And that does help build that confidence for sure. Um, and then when it comes to building confidence, it's going to be about overcoming your fears, just doing the thing that's scary, because as long as we let that hold us back, the less confident and the more diminished, I think we really feel, um, and that can mean getting in front of people. Maybe that's what coming it, on a podcast. Coming on a podcast, maybe. Yeah, I think they say that speaking in public is people are more afraid of that than death. Is yes, that right? That's very true. So um, you can start there. No, I'm just <laughs> maybe not. But there actually are. I think meditation is huge. Really focusing on the things that you know to be true. Um, so many times our heads get caught up in the lies of um, feeling. Um, inadequate, feeling insecure, and and that feeds on its own kind of thing. It's just how we're built. And so we really have to counteract that with meditations on things that are true and that are powerful and that build that confidence. So those are some simple ways to build those four things. (laughs) But Lacey, those are incredible. Thank you so much for sharing them. And I would encourage folks to kind of follow you and see what you're up to and join your oils group and, and listen um, I'm wondering if you could sit down your high school graduating self and give her a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Oh my goodness. I feel like this has been really prevalent in my mind lately thinking, okay, where was I when I was 18 years old and starting school? So ironically, I started out 
um, going for an art degree and I did not finish that degree. I enjoyed the process, but even, um, even throughout art school, I always felt like a fraud, the imposter thing, right? I just, I was like, you know, and I, my art wasn't any worse than anyone else's. It just, I constantly was feeling like, I don't know that I really belong here. I don't, and I think I would probably go back and encourage myself and say, you do belong there <laughs> just as much as anyone else. Yeah. So you um, totally did. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I should have just done that. Um, but, you know, I had a, a beautiful path and um, I don't really regret any of the the choices I've made. I've made some pretty good choices, actually, but um, in spite of myself. Um, but yeah, I think that at 18, I um, I don't know if I would have listened to me, but that's probably what I, I would go in and say, just do it. You've got this. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Um, and how do you live a life of abundance? Oh, goodness. I think this is the easiest thing I can say is that I, I've never felt like I didn't have everything I needed. So, you know, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And when we were first married, Drew actually, my husband worked at Walmart. We were living on a Walmart income, which I can tell you that's a whole nother story. But, <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't matter how much you have, as long as you're um, grateful and you can see I like to call it magic now, miracles, whatever, in every little thing. You know, it can be really simple. One of my favorite, <laughs> this is a funny one, but one of the simplest miracles that is a good example is when I'm pulling down my driveway and I'm listening to a song or a radio um, show or a podcast and it ends right as I get to my house. It's just one of these that examples. Is a magic of, moment, it's isn't just it? magical. You're like, this was just for me. And really having these moments where you know that this earth, this world, everything in it was created just for you. That, I mean, it just gives me this, yeah, it was made just for me. So um, I hope you have moments like that. That makes me feel real good. Lacey Grimm, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Lacey and I would love to know what you thought of today's episode. Please head over to the website and comment on today's episode and let us know how the four C's impact your life. A huge thank you to our sponsor, Triad Local First. Thank you to Ira Sterling of Julia Sound Recordings for our theme music. And thank you to my editor, Tumani Johnson, for his work on today's episode. Remember, every one of us has wisdom within. Keep sharing your words of wisdom because you never know who you'll inspire. <laughs>